RFK Jr. went on ABC and they interviewed him. They censored some of his interview. You want to see? Here's where we go. We should note that during our conversation, Kennedy made false claims about the COVID-19 vaccines. Data shows that the COVID-19 vaccines prevented millions of hospitalizations and deaths from the disease. He also made misleading claims about the relationship between vaccination and autism. Research shows that vaccines and the ingredients used for the vaccines do not cause autism, including multiple studies involving more than a million children and major medical associations like the American Academy of Pediatrics and the advocacy group autism speaks we've used our editorial judgment and in not including extended portions of that exchange in our interview we thank mr kennedy uh, yes ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. That was a clip from the Jimmy Dore show when ABC News told you to your face that they censored an interview with a politician running for president uh, because he made misleading claims. And I thought that was a good way to kick off our episode today on censorship. So piggybacking off the Authority versus Freedom podcast we just did, I think it was a good time to talk about censorship. And what I've come to understand and hope I can get you to think about is I look at censorship as a tactic used by authority when the facts are not on their side. If you think you're correct and you can prove it, then why silence your opponent who thinks differently? I mean, what better way to end the debate once and for all if you can prove your point to the other party, then it's over. Or at the very least, you're being transparent and the objective observers can make up their own mind. The point of debate isn't to necessarily convince the other person. It's to convince the people listening to both sides of the argument. Censorship in some cases pretends there's only one right answer. I am a firm believer there is rarely a one-size-fits-all solution. You know, we talked about authority not being able to convince people with, with force or coercion alone. I feel like one of the biggest reasons why everything is so polarized today is because of the lack of transparency in the use of censorship. There is a lack of an adult conversation happening, and that's on purpose. Authority needs to override your reason with their power. Right, the power to coerce, censor, smear, while they gaslight the shit out of people who want to be controlled by authority because they're scared, thus recruiting them onto their team and just kind of exacerbating the problem. So think about this. Why would you want someone to be censored? And whoops, let's define the terms here before we get going so we're on the, we're on the same page here. When I use the word censorship, I am referring to the suppression of words, images, and or ideas. That's it. In my opinion, that's what censorship is. Very cut and dry. Someone's motivation to censor words, images, and or ideas. Here is where it gets a little complicated because now interpretation comes in and everyone has a different opinion on what they deem to be offensive or dangerous or use any adjective you like. When you separate the definition and the motivation out of the censorship concept, I feel like then you can drill down into everyone's motivation. And at the core, I think you'll find censorship happens whenever someone 
succeeds in imposing their personal, political, or moral values on others. And censorship can be carried out by the government as well as private groups. And let's always remember censorship by the government is unconstitutional. Looking at censorship as a means to impose your political or moral values on others is a different way of looking at the concept. People that advocate for censorship often view their effort to be virtuous or altruistic rather than selfish. Well, Nick, you said selfish behavior is a part of that freedom building you were talking about. Scoreboard. Selfish behavior is a broad term. So hopefully you can see the difference between acting in your own self-interest to make the best decision for you versus acting selfishly by trying to silence your opponent because you cannot win a fair argument. And yes, I should have been clear. Rational selfishness is good. Selfishness does not mean doing whatever you please. Moral principles are not a matter of personal opinion. They're based in the facts of reality and man's nature as a rational being who must think and act successfully in order to live and be happy. That's my girl, Ayn Rand. So when I ask why would you want someone to be censored, the better way to think about that question is ask yourself why would you want to suppress words, images, or ideas that are offensive to you so you can impose your personal, political, or moral values on someone else. And that changes it a little bit, I think. That makes it more personal, right? Imposing something versus protecting someone from something. So going forward in this episode, the definition of censorship is to suppress words, images, and ideas. That's it. Let's look at the motives behind advocating for censorship, fighting against censorship, and pretty much everything in between. And most every definition you can look up on censorship contains some part of where they try and tell you what type of words, images, and ideas should be censored and why they should be censored. So according to the Oxford Dictionary, censorship is a suppression or prohibition of any parts of books, films, news, etc. that are considered obscene, politically unacceptable, or a threat to security. So the motives of censorship are therefore objective. An individual's interpretation of what should and should not be public information may be completely freaking different from the next person, meaning that the smallest amount of opposition to any type of words or images or ideas could lead to something being censored. And personally, I want as little censorship as possible because I believe the best way to combat any type of bad speech, bad words, bad images, bad ideas is with more speech or more words, images, or ideas. The best way to expose people who think what you deem is crazy or dangerous or offensive ideas or whatever is to talk to them publicly, not to silence them. Because again, it's just your opinion and you don't speak for everyone anyway. So let's let everyone hear both sides and let them make up their own mind. Because when you silence the fringe, quote unquote, that you're, you're not convincing anyone that they're wrong. You're just emboldening them and giving them an easy win with their followers because, hey, they wouldn't be censoring me if I wasn't saying some shit that was right. The lack of the debate can only lead to conflict and censorship is just gasoline on that fire. And being a staunch free speed advocate, I had to research the other side. What don't I know about the benefits of censorship? Is it good? Why? And if it is good, when do you use it? 
And during my research, those who think censorship should be used look at censorship as measures government or authoritative bodies take to prevent its society from being exposed to any harmful content. Right? In their view, it's necessary to establish such measures for the proper function of our society. Because, hey, people adapt to what they see, read, and hear. Well, agreed. We've talked a lot about influencing a person's perspective that influences their actions. People adapt, right? Kids learn really quick from TV or anything you teach them. They're a friggin' sponge. I mean, just imagine if kids are exposed to an offensive world. Oh my God, the horror. But it can also impact elders too. Shit, it affects society. It can lead people to indulge in antisocial behavior or dare we say unsuitable behavior. And when the poor citizens see such graphic content or hear such offensive language, suddenly the perception is it's suitable for them to follow suit. We need authority to enforce such censorship measures, laws, so society can run smoothly and in harmony with the rules of authority. Okay, so let me get this straight. Harmful and unsuitable content affects one's moral values. So we need to keep such content from the people. We need authority to set and enforce the rules so we can live in harmony. I can't think of a scenario where I would advocate for a person to be censored. Even if they believe the exact opposite of me. I wouldn't say, well, silence them. They're spreading offensive ideas. And Jesus, if my kids hear it, they'll suddenly give up on their concept of freedom and just join everybody obeying authority. Right? Me silencing them will not convince my kids or anyone else that freedom is better than following authority. The only way to convince people of anything is through rational thought, debate, compromise. Without the debate, without that conversation, there can only be conflict. I also feel when you believe in something, you are willing to fight for it. Because buried in that belief is a, is a moral that you're willing to fight for. You didn't arrive at these morals that you're willing to fight for by accident or mistake or happenstance. The confidence in taking on the fight comes from the hard work you put in to arriving at your conclusion. And because I have confidence in my beliefs, I choose freedom. Freedom to discuss topics, debate topics, no matter how offensive or dangerous they're deemed by others. And at the end of the day, respect the right for the other people to think differently. I don't have to respect what they believe. I don't have to respect them. I do have to respect their right to think differently while also agreeing to defend their right to think and say whatever they want within the laws of the land. That is an underlying guardrail on all of our conversations. Everything is done within our current laws. Also, let's take the word harmful or offensive out of these definitions and look at the statement a bit differently. You know, these harmful or offensive, those words prey on your feelings and feelings are really big right now because when you can't defend your position with facts, science, debate, reason, all you got left is your feelings. And shit, man, feelings are invisible and they can be molded into anything to fit your argument. Since we have strayed into the being offended equals being attacked, the lines get blurred. So let's take your feelings out. 
When we remove feelings from the censorship definition, you basically boil it down to, so we need measures taken by authority to prevent society from being exposed to anything that contradicts authority. Authority will be the arbiter of what is deemed harmful. Because all we did was taken out your feelings from the statement. And when we do that, it doesn't seem so virtuous anymore. It seems a little fascist. And fascism is where government actively tries to silence dissent. And people in favor of censorship will say, hey, the TV, media, really any broadcast material has the power to influence people. True story. So we're going to acknowledge the power the media has, and we're going to trust authority to use it to protect people's morality. That's it. Authority will only use this massive weapon for that one noble cause, that one noble situation. Our lawmakers will not, I don't know, abuse this power or use it for their own political gain. It doesn't cost them anything to use it. And here's where I disagree with this. Like our lawmakers, the authority we are trusting to do the right thing, have no motivation to do the right thing. They have motivation to do what is best for them. No, Nick, you're so cynical. Okay, well, just to be clear, in the United States, the authority consists of 36 people accused of spousal abuse, 7 arrested for fraud, 19 accused of writing bad checks, 117 directly or indirectly bankrupt at least two businesses, 3 of them served time for assault, 71 can't get a credit card due to bad credit, 14 were arrested on drug-related charges, 8 were arrested for shoplifting, 21 currently are defendants in lawsuits, 84 arrested for drinking and driving in the last year. That's the rap sheet for the 435 members of our U.S. Congress. Okay, so again, these people wield a massive amount of power and they'll only use it to protect your morality? Okay. The very fact that broadcast material has the power to influence people should be the number one reason it is not censored or used as a weapon. Looking at censorship as a way to prevent society from being exposed to harmful content and that that censorship should be used by authority to achieve that goal is a bad idea based on a falsehood and can only lead to human suffering. I mean, first of all, that's that's assuming that all harmful content is universal. It, it assumes authority will always do what's in the people's best interest for the betterment of society. A type of society, I guess we can all agree on what that looks like. right? So you start engaging in a lot of mental gymnastics to, just to keep this idea from sounding legitimate and good and like it will work. And that's my flashing red light on the dashboard saying, hey, listen, you can't rely on all these assumptions built on top of other assumptions. We can look at censorship for what it is, a tool used by authority to silence opposition. Again, it's okay to disagree with anything that's said. It's just not okay to silence your opponent because of your feelings. There's been a lot of censorship over the past three years. So we can take a look at the scoreboard and just See how censorship has affected society. Did it help save society from unraveling? And I'm just going to list off several topics around COVID that were censored. Discussion of these topics got you censored, kicked off social media, demonetized, labeled as a dangerous misinformation spreader, etc., etc. I challenge you as we go through this list, just ask yourself, what exactly were we protecting the people from? Because that's the, all, all this is to protect the people. So just when we go through the topics, ask yourself, what are, we, what are we protecting the people from? See if you can identify the harmful content that people may be exposed to that threaten 
the proper function of society as a result of, God forbid, these topics from being discussed. Okay, again, the threat is a discussion with words. COVID's origin story, the theory that it, I don't know, leaked out of a lab in the city that it came from was censored. So what were we protecting people from? And feel free to pause this and answer each question individually if you want to actually do some work. Otherwise, I'll make the point at the end. Alternative treatments. The discussion of any repurposed drugs censored. What were we protecting the people from? Questioning the efficacy and the safety of an experimental vaccine brought to market under Operation Warp Speed, which took a normal 7-10 to 10 year process of bringing a vaccine to market to just 6 months. What were we protecting people from by having a logical concern about the government doing anything at warp speed? Anyone making the observation that the shot doesn't stop infection or transmission? Censored. How did that protect people? The existence of natural immunity and the absurdity of asymptomatic spread. Silencing any discussion on those topics protected the people from... What? Vaccine side effects. What are we protecting people from by censoring the Facebook groups that had over 200,000 vaccine injured people talking about their injuries and trying to educate people and trying to get some help? The database on vaccine injuries that the CDC and the FDA co-managed, the VAERS system, was showing over 30,000 people died as a vaccine side effect censored. How did that help people? And if you said anything negative about the vaccines on YouTube, you were censored because their community guidelines only allowed you to say the vaccines were safe and effective and they helped prevent contraction and transmission and you know kept people out of the hospital and kept people from dying. All she can't quantify, but you had to say it or else your content was censored. How did that help people? People calling for informed consent and I don't know, discussing religious exemptions, censored. Where's the harmful content that people may be exposed to there that threatens the proper function of society? Take any one of those real examples where the words, images, or ideas on those topics were censored. They were so fucking dangerous to society, you were not allowed to see them. Ask yourself, how did that help you? How did that help people by being shielded from those, oh my God, those conversations? Preventing open discussion on a novel global pandemic where everyone was learning as they went makes no sense to me. The only reason I heard on why this harmful content needed to be censored was because it created vaccine hesitancy. Whew. A surefire PR Hall of Famer, vaccine hesitancy. Holy shit. This term was viewed as a bad idea, a dangerous concept. Anyone who is hesitant is displaying uncertainty, Doubt, indecision, skepticism, nervousness, second thoughts, stalling, reluctancy, unwillingness, dilly-dallying, ambivalence, reservations. What I'm hearing is the reason to censor all of these topics, the reason to censor any conversation on these topics was because they threatened sales of a vaccine. You know what the opposite of hesitancy is? Willingness. Willingness to buy a product? I look at vaccine hesitancy equals a threat to sales. It's just a roadblock to sell more shit. 
uncertainty, doubt, indecision, skepticism, nervousness, second thoughts, stalling, reluctancy, unwillingness, dilly-dallying, ambivalence, reservations about buying a new product never before tested on humans because it kept killing the fucking rodents. I mean, how dare people approach a new for-profit liability-free product with hesitancy? Back to the definition of censorship, the suppression of words, images, and ideas. And censorship happens whenever someone succeeds in imposing their personal, political, or moral values on others. Censorship is a tactic used by authority when the facts are not on their side. If you think a product is safe and effective, and you can prove it, why silence the people who think differently or who are questioning you, who are simply asking you to fucking show your work? Why are we censoring those people under the guise of protecting those people? I mean, what better way to end a debate once and for all than to debate it in good faith in the open, in the public? If you can prove it to the other party, or at least attempt to, then any talk of conspiracies is over. Are you sick of the word conspiracy theories? Yeah, me too. That can all end with conversation and the lack of censorship. Agree or disagree. Who gives a shit? But you should care about the debate taking place. Let's all be transparent. Let the objective observers make up their own mind. The big danger in censorship is it can be used to hurt people. There were a lot of brave people trying to point out numerous legitimate safety concerns. And instead of those voices being heard and the conversations taking place, they were censored, silenced, smeared, dismissed, discredited. So whether you think they were right or wrong is irrelevant. Were the people in our society better protected as a result of the censorship? That is the question. And if you think the people in our society were better protected as a result of the censorship, please email me and explain to me how the censorship that was responsible for withholding the inconvenient truths the inconvenient facts, the inconvenient scientific data, the inconvenient dangers, the inconvenient risks, and the personal experiences of people who suffered. Explain to me how that censorship was beneficial to society and not beneficial to preserving authority's narrative. Flip the channel, Madonna kissing Brickley. Flip the channel, Bobby beating Whitley. Flip the channel, sex in the city, my God, is there anything good on the TV? Flip the channel, Mike Jack got arrested. Flip the channel, Paris Hilton got a sex date. Flip the channel, makeovers on Jenny. Flip the channel, gay men are getting married on Jerry. Flip the channel, man, we just got a bomb threat. Flip the channel, ain't caught no summer yet. Flip the channel, man, I can't handle it. Queer eye for the straight guy. Flip the channel quick. Guys taking guys, girls taking girls in a nice location and that's the real world. Getting undressed, flip the channel, pastor telling me a miracle. Flip the channel, Oprah is trying to be spiritual. Flip the channel, man, Kobe got arrested. Flip a priest, accuse a little boy molested. Flip the channel, man, girls going wild. MTV spring break change that dial. Flip, flip the channel, man, and get a blind date. Flip cops to show you who's the next inmate. Flip, flip the channel, man, and get an eyeful. Flip the channel, America find out who's your idol. Flip, flip the channel, demons in the cartoons. Flip right into your living room flip flip the channel man it's all r-rated never god rated and up law hates it flip the channel jesus still saves but that type of news never makes the airwaves flip flip the channel man flip flip the channel flip flip the channel man welcome to censorship flip the channel man flip flip the channel flip 
the channel, man. Welcome to censorship. Flip the channel, man. Flip, flip the channel. Flip, flip the channel, man. Welcome to censorship. Flip the channel, man. Flip, flip the channel. Flip, flip the channel, man. Welcome to censorship.